to the Reputation Capital Podcast. Today, I'm feeling like Dr. Ken. And I am Randy Baker. And on our Reputation Capital Podcast, we travel the world to find interesting guests that we can speak to. And today, we're going all the way to South Africa. We're actually in South Africa right now with our microphone and a a little studio we rented. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But we're speaking with Bradley Silverman, really extraordinary. I mean, we didn't get into it too much um, on the interview, but but he's he's developed some some amazing things locally there in South Africa that help a whole lot of people, you know, have better lives and so on. And and so in in that with that framing, uh, it, it's definitely worth worth kind of digging into the things that he's done. But in this story, gosh, we dive right into one of the most moving things we've talked about on the show. And I encourage you all to listen to the end of the podcast where Brad gives you a, a way of thinking about the future that uh, perhaps you haven't done before. So here's the interview with Bradley Silverman. So Brad, so nice to talk to you again. I remember the last time we talked and, and we were able to get through to all kinds of you know amazing insights. The thing that moves me the most is you know, someone in my family kind of went through a, a traumatic brain injury. And of course, that's that's really close to my heart. So why don't we start there? Why don't we start with um, almost the, the most difficult spot, uh, kind of what you've been through and and um, what you've learned from it. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much for having me on, on your show. It's always good to be with you and chat with you. So just to answer your question, it was in 2004 where where I was beaten up by bouncers at a nightclub. It was an unprovoked incident whereby, you know, I, did, I wasn't looking for a fight, but it was actually one of a, a friend who is black um, was kicked out of the bar. It was his birthday and we were celebrating. And he was going on about racism that he's been kicked out because he is black. And, you know, I was just trying to control the situation. Not that I can remember anything. This is what uh, I was told. And it landed up that uh, I was the one that was, was, was attacked and beaten up. And what happened was my head hit the curb of the pavement and I was knocked out. I was KO. Now, my friends at the time, they have never seen me like that. I mean, I was, uh, I was a, a, a very good rugby player and generally, let's say, strong physically and mentally. <laughs> Not, don't mean to be arrogant. Um, but my friends had never seen me like that, so they got a shock. And they, what they did was they picked me up, threw me into a vehicle, and rushed me off to hospital. Thank God they did that, because when I arrived, the trauma surgeon immediately put um, a tracheotomy into my throat to help me breathe. And at the time, um, when, you, when you're unconscious and you got experienced shock, you, you, you've, well, I vomited. But because I was unconscious, I could not release the vomit out of my lungs. So I was actually drowning at that state. And apparently if I arrived seven minutes later to the hospital, or if my friends had to react with some type of aggression or, or react, uh, probably what the bouncers wanted them to react like, I wouldn't have made it. So that was very lucky. So it was seven minutes. If I, if I arrived at the hospital seven minutes later, I would have drowned in my own vomit. And then um, I had to have an emergency brain operation because my head hit the curb of the pavement and it caused a subdural hematoma, 
which means my brain was bleeding and I had to release the pressure and take the, the blood out and try to fix my brain. And the operation happened without incident. But again, it was, it was very troublesome. I mean, the doctors told my family and my loved ones that if Brad wakes up, you can expect him to be blowing bubbles for the rest of his life. And there were, there were some points where the doctor said that the brain is swelling too much. It's called brain coning, where, where it swells too much that the brain actually goes down your spinal column. And when that happens, that's, that's too late to come back. But I think through the power of prayer, you know, the medical support that we had and, and probably the power of mind and attitude in the subconscious format, you know, thank God I managed to pull through. And yeah, it took me, I'd say about three years to, to recover. I had to, I was 22 years old at the time. I had to learn how to walk, to talk, to breathe, to bathe, to go to the toilet, to do everything. Now, before, before this incident happened, I was studying engineering and maths at the University of the Witwatersrand. And um, after this, I had to obviously take a break, but you know, I was, I've always been a more of a get up and add a type of guy. So as a, as a brain recovery mechanism in my, you know, I registered for a BCom entrepreneurship. The, the neurosurgeon and trauma surgeon said that I should not do that because it would be too troublesome for my brain. My brain needs to rest and recover. I did not listen to them. I'm here now. So I think I made the right decision, but studying I think I started studying about six months later and it was very, very hard for me to study. I remember reading for five minutes and I'd have to sleep it off for about two weeks because no medication would take my headache and pain away after that stressful five minutes of, of reading. So yeah, I was on painkillers, on medication, injections, morphine, and nothing would, would, would assist, just sleep. So that's, in short, what I had to, you know, what happened to me. So how do you take a story uh, like that, Brad, and build that into something that um, becomes a business? That's the, the, the strangest thing about, you know, the work I do and the work you've done with yourself. Um, how do you take something that's that intense and turn it into the direction that you take with the rest of your life. So through th when you experience something like that and you come out better for it, you realize that, that, that would, that was there on purpose. It was meant to happen. And if you had to ask me if I had to, if I had a choice of going through that again or not going through that again, I would definitely say that I would go through it again because I wouldn't be the man I am today. I would be someone that's, that's, that's missing a huge element of who I am. And I can only be grateful for that. And in terms of realizing what's, what one needs to do when they go through that, it realigns your focus and your mission and your purpose on earth. You become more aware of what you need to do here to make a difference. And, you know, based on what I went through and the way I feel, I'm immensely grateful for being who I am and for what I've been through because I have what it takes to make or to try and help other people, even if it's not some business or creating a multi-million dollar company, I know that my energy will will enhance someone's life. 
even if it's just a smile or a hug, or even if it's just a shoulder to cry on, or even if it's just a me phoning someone to wish them happy birthday, there, there's still that element, you know, that I've taken from what happened to me to make a difference. And, and you know, my passion and mission is to uplift people. And I, I probably wouldn't have had that or wouldn't be in touch with that if this didn't happen to me. So, Brad, after the, the event that you just described, and then you spent three years recovering, getting your, your brain working again, there must have been a lot of pain and frustration and just sheer determination that you needed to get through that three years. And in the next 13 years, you've created your business, you found your purpose, you've done some amazing stuff. Thank you, thank you. I'm interested in the transition. I, I would love to understand how what you went through in those three years of recovery, how that informs what you're doing today. So if if we go back to, to those three years, the truth is I can hardly remember it. Uh, I think that's uh, <laughs> some genetic in, in the brain that, that kind of doesn't rem- remind you of the trauma that you actually had to go through. But if you probably had to ask the loved ones around me, I was probably a lot of the time very aggro and, aggr- and aggressive and, and and not understanding why things didn't make sense to me. And uh, I think, you know, I did have the courage and the bravery just to always get up and just to push and push and push and to stretch. And I think that's just an element of, of the mindset that anyone should have with when, when they're doing anything in life is that it's not about being taken down. It's about getting up better. It's about how you get up. You know, I, I was in all different types of therapies to, to support me along the way. I was in occupational therapy, speech and hearing therapy, physiotherapy, biotherapy. I was in psychology, psychiatry, life coaching. And, and all of these therapists really assisted me to get to where, to where I am. And I mean, together with that, I had a, a very loving family, a very loving support system. Um, I had people praying for me every day and every night to, to allow me to get back to where I needed to be. And I strongly believe in, the, in the, the power of prayer and in the energy that people as a union create together. You've described yourself as a gap explorer. I find that term really interesting and would love to know what that means. So Gap Explorer, I've always, I termed Gap Explorer because I love to see a missing piece in something and to create something to, to fulfill it. So, I mean, just like my health benefits within South Africa, there was, there was a missing element of people that require healthcare, they cannot get healthcare, they cannot afford healthcare. How are we going to provide that to them? And, um, I find a way. I, I, I find, I'm a gap explorer. I search for the gaps and I fill the gaps. And, and that's my passion. I love that. I love creating. I love um, that phase of taking from something from nothing and building it up to, to being in operation. So uh, I love that, Brad. I think. Thank you. There's so much here. There's so much here in terms of the story, in terms of the brand, in terms of the businesses you've built and are building. I'm curious if we look at. A 22-year-old Brad who survived, we look at Brad today, and then we look at future Brad, and let's say that there's the same amount of distance from 22-year-old Brad until now as there is from now until future Brad. 
where do you think you're headed? Uh, what would the what would that vision be if you were to just try to imagine it? So it's where the vision of means sixteen years time. Yeah, because um, you know, at twenty two, you never would have thought. You know, before that fight, before that altercation, right, so, before the injury. So I think, you know, when I was twenty two years old, um, I was fresh out of high school, I was in varsity, I was a cool dude at varsity doing what cool dudes do, I was captain of the rugby team, I was, you know, had friends and girlfriends and partied and I was studying a cool degree to, you know, to, to become something cool as an engineer or a mathematician or whatever the case. And I think at that stage, although on a social perception, I had everything I, I needed to get to a successful journey to become a successful person right but internally I didn't feel that I felt the total opposite because I was like a, a leaf drifting in the ocean with no focus wherever I would go was what society deemed as cool not what I wanted to do not what I wanted to be so I was I was lost take me now understand well I think I understand why this happened to me and I, I'm definitely got the right focus, the right determination to get to where I need to go. But there's a cool element which I like to, to talk about is that I don't want to create my destiny for some unimagined or imagined future. I want to rather live my destiny now. And that's what I think I'm doing. So it's not living for in 16 years' time. It's living for now. It's taking every single opportunity, every single en energy, every single challenge and making the best of that to create the destiny now, not in the future. So if I could imagine myself in 16 years time, I would say I'm a better me. <laughs> Please God, you know? So I love that. So we like to keep these interviews short and the journey you took us on over just these few minutes is, is remarkable. If folks want to get on that journey where can they find out about what you're doing in south africa and around the world so i'd like to i mean linkedin's a good uh, marketing and, and platform so you can find me on linkedin my name is bradley silverman and uh, i think that's the primary one and i've got two websites it's rejuve.co.za which is that's the healthcare stuff so it's rejuve.co.za and um, the other one is bradleydean.live if people would like to follow me. And then, uh, yeah, you'd find, you know, all the other social handles, Instagram handles th through those channels. That's very cool. So all of our listeners, please go and check out uh, Brad and let him know what you think of his website and what he's doing and touch base. Thanks so much, Brad. Thanks for being here. Thanks. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it and hope to connect soon. Thanks, Brad. I was particularly taken by what you literally said just a couple of minutes ago about how you don't plan for 16 years or 10 years or five years, but you try to take every ounce of today out of today and live today and, and make today count. I think sometimes we all get so tied up with the big plan that we forget the joy of the moment. Yeah, really, really remarkable 
I think whoever hears you speak is moved by you. And so we can't wait to see what you do next because, you know, great entrepreneurs just trip over good ideas. So can't wait to see where you trip along to next and, and what, what will happen as a result. So if folks listening to this are interested in kind of, you know, tripping over Randy, taking a nap over there uh, on that, um, on that grassy, uh, I don't know, grassy, <laughs> grassy hill here in South Africa. Uh, yeah, just, just go to uh, thoughtpartnergroup.com and before you take your nap, click on the, on the button on the right hand, top right hand side, it says free assessment. Spend a couple of minutes jotting down some answers. We'll take a look at it and send it back. And, uh, you know, it may take a few seconds all the way from South Africa. Yep. Have a great day. Uh, do take some naps. The, you know, there's some great studies on napping and how it helps your productivity. And uh, love to see you having some more meaningful time doing great things. But also don't forget to subscribe, which you can do somewhere below. Um, and leave a comment. Cheers. Bye.